Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Sina Sedzade on and he is a podcast host and entrepreneur. Hi Sina. Hey, how are you? Very good, thank you mate. Very good. We were just saying it's quite quite busy on a Monday, but um, yeah, good start to the week so far. Yeah, same as me really. It's not, Mondays are always a tricky one. Like it's just very sort of, <laughs> because some people work on the weekends and they just like, a lot of emails come in my inbox and it's like, okay, I have to deal with them. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been decent for a Monday as well for me. Good stuff. Um, Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do, Sina? Yeah, of course. Like it's a few different things that I do kind of day to day. It's not, I guess like a big thing that motivates me is is variety in life. And I've really, I really got that now, which I'm, I'm really happy about. So there's a few different things that I do. My main thing that I do is I'm the head of growth of an NFT marketplace. So that takes up uh, most of my time. It's the thing that I do the most. And that's really exciting because so we, we, we got funded like series A. So uh, and we're launching the NFT marketplace um in august so people like listening now they should be able to access it depending on when this is going out but yeah so that's what takes up my day job so it's, it's mostly about how to get people onto the platform um and also creators onto the platform and trying to grow organically that sort of thing um mm. but besides that i also have my own startup called wing which is a in-person networking tool it's a software and a hardware so we use this chip that's powered by nfc technology so near field communication and it's a networking tool. So basically you would tap it on someone else's phone and then all your information comes up. And the reason why I started that was because we hated how wasteful paper business cards were and how much innovation happened in online networking, but almost nothing happened. No innovations happened within in person. Mm. And so we really wanted to plug that gap of like innovating within that space. And so we started that about a year and a bit ago. And yeah, we, like the likes of Deloitte, NatWest and Samsung and University of Cambridge, a few other companies like use our products, which is pretty cool. Um, fully bootstrapped though, we haven't like raised any funding. Um, so yeah, that's like the two companies that I'm with. And then besides that, I also host a podcast, which you alluded to. Um, I host a few different ones, actually. I host three at the moment. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of like head down doing work. It's, it's very varied though. And that's, that's kind of the limit of everything that I'm doing. I can't really do much more. It's mm-hmm. I, I've reached my limit. I'm very happy with like the balance that I've got. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's pretty much my life in about 30 seconds. <laughs> well, we want to get you on the podcast. Definitely, definitely from my perspective, because you're a bit of a man after my own heart. Um, I, I love variety and doing different things. And I haven't really had anyone on the podcast yet who has done what you've done and successfully, I'd say, you know, you're doing different things and, and all these things are working for you. And you've got a couple of startups you're involved with and like you say, your own company and podcasts. So I want to take people through the journey as to how you've got into this and how you've managed to do so many different things and also be successful in those different things. Yeah. So let's, let's start back in sort of university. Did you go to university for starters? I did. Yeah. Not that that's like a prerequisite of success of anyone cool. listening. Like it's, it, I, I know a lot of people that have done insanely well, not going to university. And I also know people that have done insanely well going to university. It's not a prerequisite. University is one of those things that teaches you a lot. Um, I was really grateful for the experience and I, I'd probably go again. Like I, I know a lot of people that like very anti-university, but I actually quite, I think it's a very good experience um not to say as a prerequisite for sure but it, it for me it was very good i liked it um so yeah i did go to university i went to the university of bristol 
and yeah what was the what was the second part of your question yeah no what, what did you study at the university i studied economics and management okay so was, yeah three-year three-year course and have you found that valuable in your sort of what you're doing now i think it's like one of those things where the actual university experience is more useful than the actual course so like those elements of the course where i still remember but like mo- most of the things in the course i don't really remember now it's, it's been like uh, like three three years since I've, since I've graduated so it's been a while like no like two three years but i think the actual experience of being in that environment where everyone is in the same sort of stage in life was actually very useful for me so what i mean by that is you will never get another situation where people like the smart people around you and they have a lot of free time and they're willing to do a lot of different things um, not being paid for it <laughs> like there's it's, it's a it's a massive freedom so you can join like societies you can join like sports teams and things like that you can experiment with different businesses and and things and also because you're a student you can even if you fail like it doesn't matter because it's not what you're doing and also there's a lot of schemes out there that really help students when it comes to starting businesses or like starting your own initiatives that you don't get after university so it's a really good environment for experimenting with I guess what you enjoy in life and like for me it was variety so i enjoyed like being on a sports team i enjoyed um starting different businesses and i was vice president of the entrepreneurship society at, at the university and i know i have friends as well that they had their own interests that were very niche and they ended up just starting their own society and then other people joined and the university would give you money to do that so it's it's a very unique environment where you can experiment with a lot of different things so yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you're never going to get another sort of environment like that because after you graduate, people have got their own jobs. People have like very time limited. And if you have to, if say you need a developer or a coder or something, instead of going to like the computing society and then just being like, oh yeah, do you want to work on this together? And then, then probably doing it for free or for equity or whatever, you have to end up paying someone. And for contact building, it's very good being in that environment. There's just so many benefits, I think. I mean, that's really interesting. I think me and Tom have different perspectives on university. Now, you've put that very eloquently and you've made a very good case for university in my mind. Whereas I was always of the opinion, you know, I didn't go to university. I I went straight into work, but I saw a lot of my friends go to university and not do anything that you just mentioned there. They didn't join societies or anything like that. They sort of maybe played on the football team and then went down the pub seven days a week yeah. so you know if you're going to go to university and then come out with a degree that everybody else has got and you're not going to take advantage of those societies and joining the teams and and networking and start businesses then it for me it doesn't make sense but if you embrace it like you have clearly then yeah it, it makes sense to me yeah i completely agree with you like there's i think the majority to be honest don't really see all the different opportunities that op- that university uh, provides because people kind of see it as like oh they just provide a degree and it's like I actually probably think the degree is secondary to everything else that's on offer so I could have easily got a first I reckon like the amount of I, I, I've seen the people that put in work to get a first but I was like I'd rather get a 2-1 and just make use of all the other stuff that's available because I know later in life this stuff it's still there but it's not as prevalent I would say and if people were like are kind of on the fence of the university, don't go to university just because of this element. Like you can say like you can join networking groups that are very concentrated in this way as well. Like after or like not going to university, you can go straight to work and then make use of like, like, yeah, these networking groups or other sort of groups that exist. So, yeah, 
I it's it's just one of those things where it's very unique environment but if you don't make use of it then it's not it's not really for you i guess but yeah it's yeah i think it's just what you make of it at the end of the day yeah i think you're absolutely right and i think I'd, I'd go even further i was more i was studying engineering and for me one of the coolest things that i got out of university was being able to use some of the equipment there yeah because all the com- companies around the university don't have access to some of the top end equipment the university does. So they'd have to send all their parts in to like have be checked or um, have certain processes done on them. Whereas I was just able to play with that on the Saturday if I wanted to, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, I've got a 5 million pound bit of kit that I had free access to if I yeah. signed in, you know? Um, so I think there's that aspect of things that you can learn and work with things that you don't have access to in, um in your career to be honest a thousand percent like i have a friend his name is nathan um uh sorry nate, nate for short but he he started his own business exactly what you basically said there tom's like he he started engineering at imperial and he didn't really do the degree as like he as a secondary as i guess what i said before but he just used the equipment to like start his own business which is around prosthetic limbs so oh, yeah. they're just like making prosthetic limbs and now he's like he's built a business out of it he doesn't go to imperial anymore because he graduated but he's built this business that started out because he used the equipment that would have been really expensive to hire um if he wasn't actually there yeah so yeah the, there's these perks that exist but they're actually they're fairly hidden universities have a great like they 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 have all these opportunities that exist the bad the bad thing is that they don't advertise it very well they're not very good no. at that or they're not very good or they just don't do it like that like you don't really hear about them so you have to pursue them yourself um so yeah that's just like the first step is like making yourself aware because i know loads of people that were like oh if i knew that existed i would have definitely done it and it's like you have to really search for them mm. that is a great point really really well made um i'm really interested in the fact that you've been able to do a variety of things and like i said at the beginning it's very much something that I feel like I, I do and I'm working towards as well. But I don't know how you felt, but at school, it was never really an option. And you were always kind of given this spiel of you need to find one thing and do that one thing very yeah. well. And, you know, you, you can't do different things. You have to have a good career. You need to learn one skill and, and build on it. But I just, that does not work for me. And I don't know how you feel, but to keep myself going and, and, and into the work, I have to be doing something different, a variety I actually probably work harder doing lots of different things I would if I was doing one thing. Yeah, I think I think that view is it's a fairly old view, but it's not like it because it existed because if you were to do different things like back in the day when like as the internet wasn't so powerful, the internet didn't exist, you'd have had to dedicate a whole lot of time to to maintain two different things. So it would have been like you would have done not very well at either of them. So say if you were like an engineer, but you also wants to do, I don't know, like TV stuff or even a podcast is what I do. Um, like back in the day, you'd have to do the engineering job, like nine to five or nine to six, whatever. And then you'd have to go to a studio, hire out the studio, and then like basically invite all these guests to come on because like you can't re- like do remote interviews because the internet doesn't exist. You have to like do a lot of outreach, like going to agents and stuff. You can't go to them directly because LinkedIn didn't exist. Like there's a lot of like different barriers that existed back in the day. So it was easier, not just easier, but it was like more productive to just do one thing. Whereas now it's it's very easy. Well, it's easy. It was much easier than before to find what you what you enjoy because like there's just infinite resource now and also execute on what you enjoy 
because the opportunity to kind of do that is 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 amazing like i could for instance like literally today i i was doing like some my nft stuff and we got cracked a lot of like these things that we've like been been stuck on for a while and then i did some wing stuff as well like i replied to a few wing emails and things like that and now i'm doing a podcast with you guys like i've done three different things in the space of about like five hours you know and that ability to seamlessly move between everything is because of the internet and i guess like if you work from home it's even easier which is what i do if you work in an office it's slightly harder but even still you can still like maintain those things so that view was the most productive view back in the day there is an argument now that if you just concentrate on one thing that's still better but it's just it depends on you as an individual like you can like for me if i could concentrate on one thing i wouldn't be as productive on that one thing because i need that mental stimulation and i think probably for you it's the same mm. so that's where it comes in like all these doing all these different things like for me doing a podcast it it gives me energy rather than me ex like giving energy if that makes yes. sense it gives me energy yes. so it's like when i when i get i've been in job interviews before where they're like oh if you get if you take this job you have to, you have to leave like not the podcast anymore it's like <laughs> no that's not going to happen because they don't understand that that's where i get my energy from so after like a day of doing work like i enjoy speaking and like having these cool conversations with people so yeah i think it's it's cool now that people can do these different things and just execute on what they enjoy yeah. it's not an easy process i'm not making i'm not making it as like it's it's easy but it's far easier than it was before like 100% 100% agree um so after university where did we uh, where did you go after that so i i was going to stay in bristol i had a job offer in bristol um but all my friends were leaving bristol so i was like oh everyone's leaving so let me see if i can defer this job to london and they didn't let me do that it was probably a good idea because that job wasn't really for me. I, I, I discovered, um, I'm not going to name the name of the company. Like, I don't, I could, but like, I'd rather not in case <laughs> I don't know anyone's listening, but like they're one of the big four accounting firms. So you can probably guess who it is. Yeah. So I, I was quite happy that like that didn't work out in the end. I ended up like applying for different jobs for about a year. Uh, while maintaining my other business, uh, Peppercorn, which was like the other my business I started at university, and I wasn't really going anywhere. My my business, so I was like concentrating more on like job applications, and so I, I got one job. Like this was after like a year of applying because I wasn't, I was just like applying loads. I got one offer that was pretty good, and then they like COVID hit, so they deferred the job until September. So I was like, I had all this time. I had about, I don't know, I guess five months. And I I had this dream, like it was always starting a podcast. Like I always enjoyed having those conversations with entrepreneurs because I was gonna do I was doing that anyway. So I was like, if I can just record it, yeah, that'd be cool. So that's when I started the Millennial Entrepreneur, which was yeah, about two years ago, two and a bit years ago. And I recorded with my a few of my friends at first, like my first ever recording. I was so nervous that I spilled water all over my laptop. <laughs> Not many people know that, like maybe a handful of people know that. Yeah. So like the first recording, I had to cancel it last minute because it just like my laptop's fucked. <laughs> oh, can you swear? Sorry. Yes, you can. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. My laptop is just like ruined. So yeah, that was the first ever recording. And then, since then, if you, if you want to kick out of stuff, I guess like if anyone's like, Oh, he's he's a good speaker now. I think I'm a fairly good speaker now. But if you look at like episode number one, two, three, even though up to twenty, 
like I was not great, like really, really bad. So now I've definitely improved and I recorded episode 100 a few weeks ago. So it's going live on like this week. So if people, when, when this goes out, episode 100 of my podcast will also be out. Wow, congrats. So, yeah, thank you. So it's come a long way, that one. Um, and that was just through sort of perseverance, to be honest. Like I didn't, I was just bored more than anything. And I was like, this is probably the, the best thing I could do with my time is just have these conversations with people that I enjoy talking with anyway. And I think... I don't know what the experience is with you guys, but having a podcast, it's not, even if no one listens, like you get zero listening, listeners, it gives you an asset that gives you a lot of like authority and it gives you a lot of, it gives you an asset that you can like get people on that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to speak to. Yes. And I've created a lot of contacts from that. And like, uh, I'm not joking. Every single opportunity that's followed me in life in the last like two years has been from the podcast. Like it's insane. You can track it all the way back to that. So we are in a hundred percent agreement. I think we're, yeah. you know, we're 200 episodes in. We've spoken to people from NASA. We've spoken to entrepreneurs that we never ever dream of speaking to. Um, like the, f- the founder of Brain on Watches. Um, just these incredible entrepreneurs that we've spoken to and just, you know, amazing people super high up in their industries. And they've given an hour of their time or however long we've recorded. And now you've got that, this network of 200 incredible yeah. people and just the opportunities. That's what I would say to people as well. Like, like you just said, it's not necessarily about the views for the first, it's not about the views for a very long time. So don't worry about the views. It's going to be about what you can make out of the conversations you have. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, yeah, as I say, like every single opportunity, and I guess it's the same for you guys, like more personally, has come from the network that I've built through this. Um, like my job that I've got now with my NFT. So, uh, someone in this networking group found me from the podcast. They invited me to the networking group. I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool group. Like, let me join. It was an exclusive one. The CEO of this company was in the networking group. We, we met and he invited me on to join the team. That, that, was, that was how it happened. But it came from the podcast. And then other podcasting hosting gigs that I've got have been from obviously this because it's like, they find me on there like they they were a fan of of the podcast and then they were like asking me for advice on starting their own and they're like you know what can you just do it anyway like do it for us and i would like charge them on that and now i'm making more from like if it's a money thing which it shouldn't really be that's not why i started but if it like i'm making more from podcasting now pretty like almost than i was for my previous job which i i quit wow. to, to join this other one so like it's it's 100 possible and that's that's because of just like this asset and you don't have to start a podcast if you're not like you don't want to talk but it's just about personal brand like you can build personal brand in different different ways like i know people that they do crazy things on linkedin and they get all these like amazing opportunities that come from that so there's like different ways to do it just having like people when they think personal brand they're like oh i have to post on instagram every day and it's like no there's different ways you can do it there's different ways to have your like to have authority in this space um, one way is to just work 20 years within one company and then you're like you've risen up and you're like you're the go-to person but now because of the internet there's like different ways to, to do to do that and and you can do it at a younger age so yeah that's i don't know what the point that was there but it's just every opportunity has come from this <laughs> certainly and then what was the sort of next stage of your career after that what you know how did you get to where you are now in these in these couple of roles you're in uh well yeah after i started the podcast then i also started wing like fairly close to that um so this was all sort of while i was waiting to start my job so 
yeah, I started wing at the same time. I started wing during lockdown, which is a fairly, like, I don't know, because it was an in-person networking tool and lockdown, like no one was doing that. It was a, it was a funny experience doing it. Um, so some people say it's like a bad time. I actually thought it was a good time because the analogy I always use is like, if you're, if you sell ice cream during winter and people are buying it, it means you've got a pretty good ice cream. So we were like <laughs> selling stuff, selling units while in lockdown. Wow. So we kind of thought, okay, we're fairly risk risk proof when it comes to this because the environment is just totally wrong. So we thought like once lockdown eases, people start networking, then hopefully we can like really sort of explode from there. And since, since like January, February of this year, it's really sort of increased. Uh, so, and then from there, I've really sort of brought more people onto the team. So it started out as just myself. And then when the orders got a bit big, then I brought on like my two co-founders who are both developers and they helped me build the software. But the first ever iteration of the product, it was just a, a chip uh, with me using a third-party software, which is similar to Linktree um with every order so people would order it on instagram we wouldn't have a website at this point so people would be like can i order and i'm like yeah sure like i'll send them a paypal link <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd pay for it and i was like wow people are like actually sending me money on paper people that didn't know by the way i didn't know who these people were mm. and then i'll give them a google form they fill out i'll be like yeah so what do you want what do you want your photo to be what do you want your first link to be second link third link uh, give me the urls and then i'd manually make every single profile program the chip myself wow. And then I sent it to them and they loved it. Like they were really, they were really happy with it. So from there, I was like, like begging my two co-founders to come on board. They came on board eventually. And yeah, now we've grown, grown the team. We don't like, we're fully bootstrapped. So we're still working this like part-time with no salary. We're all like on equity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about six or seven of us now. So wow. it's grown fairly, fairly big since, since the, since just me and then three of us. So that was, that was wing. Um, and that's, that's still going until like from now. Very cool. And uh, what are some personality traits that you've seen yourself that have allowed you to thrive what you're doing? That's a really good question. And that's a, that's a question like I've only really thought about when the last like year is <laughs> like, why do I do this? Like, why do I do these certain things? And I think, I don't know if it's personality traits, but the ability to just like work really, really hard without like, I know like you're yeah, just working incredibly hard without without like being put down by that um that's what the variety like helps me is like i can i can work hard but it's because i've got these different things that i can do where it kind of keeps my mind stimulated and i don't sort of be like oh no i want to break so i think yeah that, that that's like a big personality trait is the ability to just like work really long hours uh, but also work smart as well, of course, like if you can find systems and things. Actually, a big turning point for me is not being a perfectionist. People think like being a perfectionist is actually a good thing. Like whenever you see like the standard, like what's your biggest weakness in a job interview, someone's like, oh yeah, like I'm too much of a perfectionist. And it's like, it's not for them. They're like, oh yeah, it's not actually a weakness. It's like a strength, but it's like hidden as a weakness. It's definitely a weakness. Like thousand, for my, in my opinion, it's hundred percent a weakness because with being a perfectionist, you spend too much time on things within your business or within like whatever that don't really mean that much. Like that actually the end consumer won't really see. Like for me, like with you guys, actually prime example, you do, you edit this podcast you could very easily spend hours editing out every um and ah uh 
in the in your guest voice but you choose not to do that i don't know you might do that but you shouldn't well, do it we started i think probably did that for the first 20 episodes and yeah. i said to tom like this is ridiculous you know we, we can't do this for a thousand episodes or whatever yeah. we're gonna do so yeah you're Precisely. exactly right because because the value isn't in how many times your guest says um and ah the value is in the conversation right so you'll get your your audience don't really notice every time someone says um and ah it doesn't really like because it's, it's just the way people speak like naturally mm-hmm. so and that goes towards like every element of business to be honest, in my opinion so that's like the first reason why being a perfectionist isn't good because you 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 concentrate on things that don't really deliver much value for the end consumer whether that's a listener whether that's the consumer of a business whatever and the second thing is it's very difficult for you to give up control in anything because you want to have that control over those different elements so the biggest turning point for me was actually I don't need to be a perfectionist. If I get it like 80% of the way, I'm happy because the end 20% requires a lot of the time. So if you can give up a lot of it as well to other people and kind of trust them, then, and even if they don't deliver to your sort of specification, they're still like doing better than if you would spend all your time on that task. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, building these infrastructures, building these systems where like people can just substitute you and then you're just left doing the, the the elements of the business where you would actually be valuable as a person. So I think, yeah, being comfortable giving up control is a, it's a very big skill that's not really spoken about much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah, great points. And then what would you say has been your biggest positive or biggest takeaway from this experience so far? Biggest takeaway with like my entire journey? Yeah, what's been the sort of biggest thing that you're like, I'm so glad I've done this or something positive that's impacted your life? Like, this is definitely the right thing for me to be doing. I think it's just um, these opportunities, like everything's come inbound now. So that's like a big thing where I'm like, okay, this is a bit crazy where, so say I just get these random messages on LinkedIn, people are inviting me to do like workshops, people invite me to do talks and things, which has not really happened before. So that's, I'm really happy that I've got to a stage where I can, there's just abundant opportunity. I'm like massively grateful for that. And it's, it doesn't come from day one. It requires a lot of time to do it. And if you chase money in the short term, it, it, you'll never get to that point. That's what I realized. It's like, you have to be patient and things will work out in, di- in ways that you might not think that that might happen. So like, it's not linear. So it's not like you reach certain listeners on your podcast and this will happen. It's very much like you work on your podcast, no one listens for ages, but then you might get an opportunity to do like a massive talk at like Samsung, which is what I did for London Tech Week last year. Um, and that was a point where I wasn't really like getting that many listens. So it's just like these these things that just come because you're just working hard and telling people about it and just persevering. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that that's, that's been like everything's, that, that's kind of been going on in the background. Um, where all these opportunities can happen. The biggest thing that I've realized though, is that people like businesses and every sort of opportunity you can think of in the world, like every single one that you can think of in the world, it's just people that hold that, like that key. So what I mean by that is if you want to get a guest on your podcast, like there's, there's, there's a few people or like one person that has the key to that, to that individual. If you want to sell your product within a business, there's probably like a director that, that holds that key. Like 
people think businesses are very like scary entities that don't really like they're very abstract where in actual fact like it's just people you need to convince so you can get like if you if you break it down into that like for me i've just been like if i could message this person on linkedin and get to that stage where i can have a conversation with them i could get any opportunity in the world which is a pretty cool thing to think like because before apart from maybe government governments will be all over the place but like regular business i think it's 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 just people at the end of the day those are the decision makers but um for you what would be some of the biggest challenges you've uh, had to overcome on your journey um to get where you are now i think like i think this is quite a classic one but like the work-life balance piece is like it's quite it's quite difficult to switch off um like it's it's affected like my my relationships with people it's affected like like health it's affected both physical and mental health is so it's being able to i think when you can work insanely hard and you have these really high ambitions um it is a it is like in my opinion it's like a bit of a mental disease like you're not you're not built right because you don't see you don't get happiness if you're like insanely driven you don't get happiness from the immediate Mm. like you get you get you don't really get happiness because it's always like building for the next stage building for the next stage and everyone talks about delayed gratification being like the best but if that delayed gratification is always delayed you're never going to get it so i think the biggest challenge is like actually being present for me anyway like being present enjoying the moment enjoying the people i'm with and not thinking about oh i should be actually working i should be working on this it's really ruined a lot of like it's really hurt i guess like elements of yeah relationships health mental health like so i've learned to balance that now where and it's a long journey like i still have moments where i, I don't i don't really do that so there's no real fix to it you just have to like like yeah just be present in the moment that's my biggest advice advice to both myself and anyone listening is like enjoy enjoy the present and enjoy like the people around you um because these businesses are like they're more for yourself like they're not they're more for just fun i think like i don't know that's the way that i see it no absolutely i think that's a quite an important thing and i mean you sort of almost mentioned it at the beginning you know some people work over the weekend but you know, some people, you know, it's good to actually take that step away and, um, and know really like live in that moment, enjoy your weekend, really. Um, enjoy the yeah. time you have. And also like, just not like, I think, yeah, comparing yourself to other people is, was something that I did quite a lot of. And it was quite difficult in my position where I would have a really inspiring entrepreneur on the podcast, like every week. So it was very easy for me because I was like interacting with them like every week to compare and that's also very bad because it's not it's just very detrimental and also yeah. you're comparing yourself to someone that like you th- you don't see the downsides so i'm I'm trying to be very honest with you guys it's like the positives and negatives because I, I realize that if people see kind of just my linkedin they might i don't know i don't know if it's like crazy that's the thing it's always, it's always get, an iceberg isn't it you can yeah, only see so much of it 100 um, yeah no, absolutely. And, you know, the work that you have to put in behind uh, behind the scenes, you know, that's not seen. The end product is seen and um, is glorified, but the actual effort to get there isn't always um, mm. noticed. And uh, would you still go into this uh, industry and do it all again um, if you uh, knew everything you know now? <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, because I, I genuinely enjoy it. It's really good fun. It's immensely, incredibly challenging, which I, I quite like. I think the biggest misconception is like, 
it's a very easy way to make money like within startups within podcasting within like the stuff that i do and it is genuinely like not it's not it's not easy to get to this stage and even then i'm not like i'm still going you know it's not i'm definitely not finished um so like there's easier ways to make money like you can work for a bank you can work in all these like jobs where they pay very high salaries but that for me was never a gratifying thing if you work in those jobs and you you are happy then like well done you you you've completed life like you you've won but for me like it's not it wouldn't me- like stimulate me mentally enough to to be happy there so yeah i would i would continue to do what i do there are positives there are negatives but yeah at the end of the day i do really enjoy it like and if i get to a stage where and this has this does happen where i'm like stressed or like kind of worried or have imposter syndrome i do take a step back and kind of realize i'm like yeah i'm grateful that i've got to this stage all these opportunities that have come and all this type of thing and i'm also grateful for like family and health and all this type of thing because that that just helps you feel grounded um because we're insanely lucky to be in this country in the first place like a country where all these opportunities exist so like yeah you're just everyone's like very lucky to be here already mm-hmm well thank you so much for your time um it's been a pleasure hearing your story so far and you've got a couple of really great companies and awesome podcasts so thank you again for your time no my pleasure thank you so much both of you thank you uh, where can people find you find what you're up to the businesses you're involved in yeah so if you want to find me on linkedin my name is just like sina sadzada you can probably be in the show notes but yeah just like linkedin is probably the easiest you can just message me directly or like add me there if you are, if you want to check out the podcast, it's the the Millennial Entrepreneur. That's two L's, two N's. Um, a lot of people have like struggles spelling it. I mean, even myself at the beginning, to be fair. Uh, if you want to find my business, it's Wing W I N G. Um, so you can just put in WingCard.io. That's the URL. And then the NFT marketplace, which will be out hopefully by this time, the the podcast is live. That's just myNFT.com. Um, so yeah, that's that's like pretty much everywhere. Brilliant. Thanks, Sina. Thank you so much. Thank you.